What up, gang? Hey, hey, hey. It's your man's Denzel. And Chet. And we're here today with another episode of Real Nerd Hours. Chia. A podcast ostensibly about life, anime, music, movies, the occasional video game. What are those? What are those? Man, I'm glad that meme died out quick. It was funny for like a day. Ah, man. In in a lot of cases, the funny thing about that meme getting popular is in some circles that I run in, that was a common phrase used. Right. And as soon as the meme came around, it was just like, what are we supposed to say now? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. I can't question what you're wearing or what these things are. <laughs> right. Like, oh, hey, what are those? What are those? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually just. All right. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, buddy. So, how are you doing today? I've been better. Yeah, well, you I've know. been better. How about yourself? I have been worse. Well, <laughs> uh, that's one way to look at life, yeah. right? You're very positive. I'm not as positive. Yeah, you know. Shout oh. out to HIV. Shout out. <laughs> God damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> keep it clean y'all anyway let's move on to this short anime section today all right what you got black lagoon uh-huh i watched a couple episodes it's what? not all that interesting all right it's i mean i watched i want to say the first three episodes and there's nothing really going on that's catching my eye all right i haven't watched it myself so i can't really say like no no wait episode seven that's where it's at i mean that could be the case but i really don't know yeah that's one of the issues within uh, with a series that's 26 episodes oh yeah because the first several are dedicated to shit that i don't really look out for yeah when series are meant to go long or at least longer than just one season sometimes those opening episodes can be real stagnant and just a lot of establishment Sometimes that leads to some really good series, but sometimes not. Like, Gurren Lagann, for me, starts out really slowly. Mm -hmm. Like, the first two episodes, I was really not feeling it. Then shit just kind of picked up real quick. So, you know, it happens. Yeah, fair enough. I think I'm going to skip ahead a few episodes, see what's good. Yeah. And then kind of fall back i know there's one point where they use a boat to launch a torpedo at a helicopter <laughs> like they take this uh, like a speedboat or a submarine or something and they like do a makeshift ramp and use that to launch a you know an anti-ship missile against an, a helicopter and uh yeah Okay. Things like that will happen, so okay. Okay. it goes somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll 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 skip a few. I'll see what yeah, what's see, really see good. what's good. Yeah, yeah. So you watch anything? Watch any anime? No anime. Okay, so let's move on to movies. Did watch some movies? Okay, go on, go on. So I uh, I, I flew out to Miami this weekend. It was for my sister's birthday. I really didn't oh, have, you have any a sister. I have a half sister. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's uh considerably older than me and she's got kids and she's got, she's all successful and yeah. And her place is kind of dope, 
But uh, yeah, we flew out to to Miami for the weekend, and on the plane, they had Kong Skull Island. So I saw that on the way there, and on the way back, I saw they had Shin Godzilla. So oh was, shit! Yeah, I was like, oh, what's this doing on a plane? That's actually really, really lucky. Yeah, I I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kong Skull Island. I. You know, I, I only saw like the first trailer for it and didn't really know what to expect. I had heard really mixed reviews. And then once when you said you liked it and then a couple people in the subreddit said they really enjoyed it. I was like, all right, let me at least check it out. You know, it's worst comes to worst. I can turn it off if it's terrible. But no, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, there were some things that there were some things that if I had been in their position, I would have done things differently. Like I feel that Samuel L. Jackson's character was a tad bloodthirsty. Yeah. I mean, when I said he is who exactly who you think he is, then it's just like, I mean, he just plays a cliche at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) This, he was typecast for the role and the type that he was cast as was Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a cool cool movie. It was really well shot. I did not expect that movie to be so visually beautiful. Yeah, and not just like in a CG sense, but like some very artistic direction going on here. So yeah, big props for that. Then I, then Shin Godzilla was cool. I had no expectations of this movie. I knew nothing. I just knew that it was another Japanese made Godzilla movie. And I haven't seen actually a ton of the Godzilla movies. I did see the most recent American-made one with uh, Quicksilver as the main character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Johnson, I think, is his name. Something like that. But uh, I was expecting something a little bit more along those lines where, you know, you're following more of the action hero. The main character in Shin Godzilla is like the department head. He was like the minister of foreign affairs. Like he's just a politician and he's just trying to keep the people of Tokyo safe. And, you know, they, they, they're like, do we bomb this thing? I don't know. There's civilians like, oh, fuck. I don't know. We, we, no, don't bomb them. There's too many casualties to be had here. You know, things like that. It was, it was really refreshing to see that it was more human instead of just, all right, fuck this big ass lizard, nuke the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a cool movie. Uh, it was a bit slow at times, but no, it was cool. If you like Godzilla, I would say check it out. All right. I'll be checking that out sooner or later. Yeah. Currently probably only available with subtitles. So, you know, give it time. <laughs> fuck never mind it's gonna be a while before i take a look at it i fucking i just like doing other things while i have stuff on yeah i feel that half of what i realized recently is a lot of the shit that i can watch or that i do watch doesn't necessarily need to be film i mean i don't need to watch it yeah i can hear what's going on and basically get the gist of what's happening in the episode yeah usually i mean if something is told well you can get by with just dialogue some i would say about half the time you know some things just don't really lend itself to that yeah like a fight scene or something like that right yeah or very subtle 
physical comedy. Right, yeah. But, I mean, there was a radio station that would play episodes of South Park every once in a while. And a lot of those jokes played because it was all dialogue driven. You know, the animation of South Park is far from prestigious. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very unique style. Yeah, that's, that's one way to put it. Yeah. But when they played it on the radio, of course, it was heavily edited and censored and whatnot, but it worked. And that plays to the strengths of how the dialogue was written. So, yeah, you don't really need to, to see a lot of stuff. So, yeah, 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 I feel that for sure. All right, Chet, we're going to move on. And I have a feeling that you know exactly what we're moving on to. The demise of America as we know it? No, not even. I wouldn't even <laughs> call it the demise. I would. Ju- it's just America revealing itself yeah. for what it basically has been for a very long time. I want to start by saying something. Uh, R.I.P. Heather Hare. That's, <laughs> that was fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's some shit. It's shout outs to everybody on Twitter retweeting that video as if Twitter had become live leaks. <laughs> right? This is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And also, I want to put out there that if, if any of you are dumb enough to believe that these neo-Nazis are a reaction like their their creation was a reaction to the left, the uh, the progressive left, who quite literally has no political power and has done very <laughs> few things in the United fucking States of America, like it, that have affected long standing traditions or anything of that nature. I want to just say that you're fucking stupid. Okay, so one university that literally no one had ever heard of did something dumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking cool. And one thing that kills me whenever like a university, you know, enacts their safe spaces or they have the one professor that says, all right, no whites allowed in my class. These aren't popular opinions, even within the university. It's usually one or two people doing their thing. And then the media gets a hold of it, blows it up. And, you know, Republicans lose their mind like, oh, they're coddling our children. They're raising their Marxist breeding camp. You know, the fucked up part about it is that. No, they're not coddling your children. It just it's it just so happens that your c- children come in as pussies. They come <laughs> to school as pussies and have to be treated as such. There you can't you can't make somebody grow thick skin overnight. You're yeah. not going to give somebody who's fucking breastfed up until the time that they were 18. You're not going to get them to eat their own bowls of cereal and make their own food and shit. You're not going to be able to do that. So what's the what's the alternative that you have? You treat them like pussies because they are pussies. That's what you have to do. They're rolling with the punches. They're taking what they're given. Yeah, it's not. It's you have fucking students crying in the hallways because somebody said, "Oh, I want Ann Coulter to come speak at our school." And these are probably kids who have grown up, gotten a lot of what they want. You'll notice that students, students who have actually faced adversity and students who have had problems in their lives, probably don't give a fuck about this. Right? And, like I can't say that for a fact. 
because I have no data to back it up. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, there's a reason why you're not seeing entire universities like across the United States come out and say shit that mirrors these sentiments. It's because there's a good portion of the student population that actually has their head on their shoulders. Right. And of course, you're not going to get juicy statements out of moderate students or people who don't give a shit like if you told me that milo dinopolis was speaking at my college my first question would be why but then my second statement is all right cool and that that's it like i don't like the guy but i also don't care the thing is the thing is I will touch on this specifically when it comes to Milo Yiannopoulos. He did something very irresponsible and oh, he, yeah. he isn't speaking at universities for that reason. Yeah. Because he outed somebody. Yeah. No, that is true. That is a bit of a different situation. So I used a poor example for that, but like an Ann Coulter or a Ben Shapiro. Right. Someone like that where it's like, all right, cool. You're an asshole, but I'm not going to pay any attention to you. I might catch the stream some t- some other time. But I wouldn't even I wouldn't even watch or listen. I usually don't. It's it's really fucking crazy to me that people genuinely believe that this is somehow a reaction or Trump getting elected is a fucking reaction. Are you fucking kidding me? So you're telling me that people who work in video games and this is strictly isolated to the video game industry, which in as it turns out hasn't changed all that much you're you're telling me that people on the progressive left that said hey put more women in your video games hey stop doing this stop doing that stop touching black people's hair without asking them stop saying it feels like carpet after you do stop uh, stop like that's a reaction that's that's a reaction to that yeah like look i'm not sitting here trying to mischaracterize anybody's beliefs and oh my god one of the dumbest things that i heard in the lead up to charlottesville and as a result of the violence is that it's a reaction to people wanting to take down confederate statues that was the pretense that this whole thing was founded on like that charlottesville the whole rally it was Oh, they want to take down this Robert E. Lee statue. We're going to go protest that they're taking down the statue. Which, by the way, one, Robert E. Lee has explicitly stated that he should not be celebrated because that's it. War's over. (laughs) (laughs) And two, it's not as if the statue is being destroyed. It's just being moved. Oh, it wasn't even being destroyed. It was just being moved somewhere else. Yeah, it was being taken down from the park. I think they said they were going to put that one in a museum. But then there's other ones that they're saying like, okay, we're going to take down this other statue, put it in a Confederate uh, graveyard. Okay. So like just to more appropriate places. Granted, they are less in the public eye, which I think is appropriate. This is that makes everything so much more stupid, doesn't it? It's like, yo, you brought out armed militiamen, you guys with AR fucking 15s, yeah, and you marched up and down the street. And I watched the Vice documentary thing that they did. Oh, where yeah, they had the neo Nazi out there saying, like, I'm willing to kill people for this or whatever. And then you had somebody on the phone, and granted, it didn't say who he was on the phone with. But the implication was he was on the phone with somebody who had power in the city and he was just saying, oh, so you're not letting cars in to pick people up? Okay, so 
I have 200 armed men that I'm going to send to that park if you don't let them go. And I was just like, yo, yo are you okay? So that, that, the, first of all, who the fuck are you threatening? Yeah, for this real. Is, this is the kind of shit that I'm curious about. Like when I say white people get away with shit. Oh my God. You're, you're threatening somebody. You're threatening to bring 200 armed people to a location to set people free. That sounds a, like a threat yeah. and B like you're actually going to do something. Yeah. I just got to say, if that was a leftist movement, not even like if it was just a black person on the phone, I'm, but I mean, like if that was just any form of leftist movement, the National Guard probably would have been there. Yeah. With a lot more than 200 armed men. Dude, there's a, and there was a video of these guys pushing a police line. Oh my God. I lost I my shit like, when I saw yo, that. Are you yo, fucking for are real? You, so you're telling me that when people under the name of Black Lives Matter go out and protest in some city that you have to actually tear gas people who are standing and chanting. Yeah. But when you have people actually literally getting, shoving you getting physical with police you just do nothing about it. Well oh, of course that's his cousin that's right there wearing the Nazi flag on his back. Oh what do you know the 200 the I don't know maybe 20 armed militia men with ARs standing around. Yeah. And another thing that really is fucking mind-boggling to me is when people come out and say like oh nobody went out there with the intention to fight are oh, you fuck out of here me? these dudes have on helmets and brought out shields and shit and have batons or whatever and then you obviously have dudes with ars standing around and then you oh, that's for de-escalation man hey that's just to protect what? yourself so i if i were a police officer and i'm not that <laughs> would look like probable cause to break that shit up yeah so what if you got a permit dude you have people standing here with ars it doesn't matter if it's an open carry state they have on flak jackets they have ars you have a bunch of people who have more than one gun on them yeah. because of concealed carry and then you have people with shields and sticks and helmets are you fucking kidding me yeah no no they're here peacefully they're just here to demonstrate it's heritage not hate come on get it straight i would have dispersed that shit immediately no there's even a, there's a letter from the the chief of police or someone someone out toward the top of the police saying yeah there's a bunch of dudes out here with guns we're not gonna do anything yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that was somebody from the sheriff's department oh they okay, were yeah. saying that they were afraid like the cops yeah. were afraid to do anything yeah so if you're afraid to do something there are people you can call yes like, call the national fucking guard <laughs> that's what they're there for you fucking bring them out you fire tear gas into the crowds like what are they really gonna if they really start shooting and this is another thing that i don't fucking understand one of the things that really blows my mind about this kind of thing is when when you're armed, does that prevent you from being arrested or something? There was that standoff in Nevada, in Nevada, right? Yeah. And it was the Bundy Ranch, and there were a bunch of people who were perched up on a bridge with guns pointed at police officers. Now, to me... That seems like a huge red flag, and that person should be arrested. If you're pointing a gun, a rifle, at a police officer... I mean, that's grounds for lethal force. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, hold on. So, are the cops so afraid that people are going to shoot them that they refuse to shoot? And so, they only have the balls to, like, pull civilians out of their cars 
when it's only one person. Yeah. And then you show up with six cops and they beat the shit out of some poor person on the side of the road or even shoot them. So you're you're are you telling me that you're so much of a fucking pussy that you can't decide in your mind like, hey, these people have guns and if they're fighting us, if they're showing us any resistance, then we we can't arrest them because yeah. they have guns. Yeah. We know they have guns. Why the fuck don't you do your, your job is to go out and put your life on the fucking line every day. And you at home, you may not agree with this, but that's literally what being a cop is. This isn't the fucking Andy Griffith show. It's Andy not the, Griffith. It's yeah. not the Andy Griffith show. That's not what being a cop is about. It's not about shaking hands with people. It's about doing your fucking job. And if if they're so willing, and this is the part that really fucking pisses me off. It's like, yo, so you're willing to have black people and anybody really pulled out of cars, beaten and shot and killed by cops. But when it comes time for you to actually do your job, yeah. you're just completely unwilling to do it. Yeah. Oh, we, we can't do it. We can't. We all oh, these kids are pushing us. We can't do any of them anything because these guys have guns. You have guns too. use them. God. And if, if, if there's too many of them, backup SWAT team, national guard, it, you have the ability to do this. Like, and it's, the thing about calling in the SWAT team, the thing about calling in the National Guard, these people are not trained to lay their lives on the line to protect the peace. And if shit goes down, you can still get more backup. Eventually, people are going to say, you know what? This cause isn't worth throwing my life away for. I, I, I'm not going to do this. But the, the National Guard, they will. They'll come through and they have fucking shoot people infinitely more more funding infinitely more munitions like trust me it's not a fair fight no <laughs> as much not. as people like to say it'll be 1776 yet again as much as people love to say that not fucking happening the thing that blows my mind is like there's obviously just a contingent of people out there that don't believe in the rule of law, right? Yeah. They're fucking protesting a statue being moved to a museum. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I thought they were just going to take it down and fucking melt it. Probably what should happen to it. That's honestly what I thought was going to happen. But it's being moved to a museum and they're out there marching and chanting blood and soil. We will not. Jew will not replace us. Yeah, Jew will not replace us. Are you fucking kidding me? I love how they bring anti-Semitism back. Like, that's the new flavor of the month again. And again, I will say, if you believe this is a reaction of any kind to a group of people who literally have no political power, but can make a lot of noise on Twitter, then you're fucking stupid. You're a fucking that's idiot. That's one of the dumbest things. As if these groups, white nationalists, white supremacists, and neo-Nazis haven't existed prior to anybody doing anything funny at a university. Right? It's oh. <laughs> Oh, these people haven't these. This is really this is really strange. This is really strange. I, I don't know how this happened. Oh, it must be the progressive lefts. Yeah, uh, these people with no political power. It's really crazy. And before you sit up there and you fucking say some dumb shit like, "Oh, neo Nazis don't have any political power." Oh, white supremacists don't have any political power. <laughs> oh, uh, white nationalists have no political power. It's not even. So here, there are a few things that need to be gone over, right? Before, before I can properly rebuke that, rebut that, not yeah, rebut that, rebut. <laughs> yeah. So 
first first things first you know the policy of gerrymandering right oh yeah and you know there there are racist policies that are enacted regularly that affect disproportionately minority communities right so one thing voter id laws fucking look at it It, (laughs) they got data they drew data they had data collected specifically on when black people were voting in certain areas what types of id they use shit like that just look at it and even the supreme court said it was unjustly used to target black people it's really easy to look up like that's one of those things that republicans still defend to this day and i'm i it just don't get it even on the base level of don't you want everyone voting don't you want the country to be properly represented well the answer is no no. obviously not (laughs) it doesn't matter how much of the population is actually voting as long as they vote you in exactly that's their whole feeling on it dude it's such a fucked system it really is god and oh man don't don't when people say that white supremacy has no place in modern politics it's it's a nice thought it's a really pleasant thought but damn is it wrong yes it's a fucking american institution yeah it is so i'd be willing to go out on a limb and say and i don't know this to be a 100 percent verifiable fact but just based on what i know so my guess here right is a the reason why uh, and this is something that somebody put into my mentions and has put into my mentions several times oh black people commit a disproportionate amount of crime relative to white people okay so if you look at the areas where black people live it's disproportionately underserved areas in communities yes so if you have an underserved area in a community and let's say you have quotas to meet as a police officer let's say okay so this place not many jobs for people so people aren't making money so what are they going to do to make money crime yes crime like you can't if you can't afford a car because and this is something that i don't think people fucking understand but you don't really make all that money selling drugs all that much money selling drugs no not like you have to be high up to actually make money you'd have to be moving so much fucking weight to make like a considerable amount of money yeah like i have a few friends who sell weed here and there i know one guy uh before it was legalized in california he was making enough money to pay his 400 dollars rent a month like he was barely scraping by with that and he was selling a lot of fucking weed he needs to increase his markup that's just bad bad economics but yeah. you know when it's weed is still even back then it was still pretty available yeah yeah i mean it's in california as well yeah. so it's not necessarily like the bastion of private weed selling yeah because i mean dispensaries have been around for a long some, time some time yeah well either way i mean look you're a selling weed to people or selling crack or selling whatever to people on the corner isn't netting you a whole lot of money. No. A B&E will net you more money than selling drugs. Right, but who's going to do breaking and entering when everyone in your community is poor? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you'd have to take a bus cross town because you don't have a car because you can't afford it. So you take a bus cross town, break into someone's house. They actually can afford security, so they've got it. And now you're fucked. Yeah. I, there's... Oh. There are a lot of issues in America that are more socioeconomic based than racially based. Because if you've, oh God, there's so many things to it, say. It goes so far back. Well, okay, so on the socioeconomic versus racial line. So here, here's a, a, an example that really cuts deep. And it, it, it's part of why. When someone says the man was keeping keeping us down, holy shit, the man was keeping us down. Okay, so World War II. That was when you first had like wide amounts of black people entering the military and fighting overseas. World War One, there was a bit, but not nearly as much. World War II, there was a very large amount of that. So because World War II was such a big deal and so many men went off and then of course uh, America came back economically like during that time so the government really wanted to repay a lot of the soldiers and one of the things that they would do is they would build these housing tracts that were very good houses in good locations for basically subsidized housing just for former military for, for World War II vets whites only so you had soldiers who risked their lives, had the money, had the means, and like they could have been in these choice communities, except they were literally said, no. And one of the people who lived in these houses was John McCain's father. And that's not a, he's not from a poor family. Like these were nice houses and that's wealth that these guys could not pass on to their kids. Instead, they said, okay, well you can rent these houses in this neighborhood that has all these liquor stores and strip joints and brothels you can rent your property here maybe you can buy it eventually so when they pass down and their wealth to their kids you have prime prime located property and real estate and then you have nothing and so the generational wealth gap was fucking massive. And then after they, then they made, okay, black people, you can own property, but we're going to segregate our neighborhoods. You can, you can be on, on that other side of the tracks where all the liquor stores and brothels. And you know, <laughs> there was a, a really clear pattern that went on here. And one of the people who actually fought to, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. Eventually, that was made illegal where they said, okay, you can't have segregated neighborhoods. You have to be able to. So that that practice, just a real quick aside, is called redlining. Yes, that's right. So that was eventually made illegal. But then what happened in response to that was, oh, okay. Well, how about these homeowner homeowners association rules where, you know, you have to be vetted by the community before you can move in. All that meant was, oh, black people? Mm, no, sorry. There's something about him we don't like. And technically, it wasn't segregated. Technically, they were allowed to move in. And there was this huge long pattern of this where it, it, they would just be one step ahead of the law, just keeping black people out of nice neighborhoods. And of course, this also extended to Latinos, to Asians. But 
this was much more widely seen in the not quite the south because the south was kind of overt about it and people kind of kept their eyes on it. it was actually a lot in like ohio and like places in the midwest and not really where you would expect it and then one of the people who who really fought to to reverse these laws and make that illegal was actually Mitt Romney's father. Oh, wow. Yeah, totally unexpected. But yeah, he he really fought against these laws, but he did so as a Republican and was completely shunned by his party for doing so. And he had to roll back that his fight. Oh, let's talk about something real quick, just really briefly. If you're dumb enough to come at me and say, oh, well, the Democrats now were just Republicans back then. Wow. Are you fucking... <laughs> Yeah. There are hundreds of articles that you could look up that debunk that stupid fucking train of thought. I can show you articles of Republicans calling Martin Luther King a communist. Yes. Like, it's the same playbook. The Southern strategy is a thing that the Republican Party admits to. Yes. If you're unfamiliar with the Southern strategy, it's basically racist Republicans saying, hey, you know what? There's a lot of racist white people down in the South. We can really fire up that base and get some votes with it. Yep. And then we elected Nixon. (sighs) Yeah. So that's just a little lesson on institutionalized racism. Eventually, you know, all of that had been made properly illegal. You can't do any vetting. You can't do any of that. But this is three generations later. This is like what the '90s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's in the. I think it was the late '80s when they finally made it completely illegal, and slavery ended in 1864. Like 130 years. That's what it takes for for people to own property in nice neighborhoods. Granted, of course, there were cases where people could own some decent property, but they probably had to be either exceedingly wealthy or they were just in you know, a neighborhood that just didn't care, but that has far reaching consequences more than some people are willing to admit. So yeah. Yeah. When I say, uh, white, uh, white supremacy is a, an American institution. I got, I got plenty of them. <laughs> there are plenty of examples. And I know, I know some people at home are like, oh, uh, these guys have a victim complex, so on and so forth. No, I mean, no, that's not the case at all. Huh? We're not preaching victimhood here. This is the reality of living in America. Right. It, it's our fucking history. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to stand up there and be like, yo, neo-Nazis aren't an actual problem, dog. When they're willing to show their face, then that's yeah. when it's an actual problem. Yeah, like neo-Nazis have always been around. Like I, I can say at least since the, the 80s, like, you know, but yeah. they, it was always they would hide in their little holes. They would they would hide their faces. Now they're out in broad daylight again. And it's like, what the fuck happened here? Well, we elected an asshole, and that's that's what happens. It's fucking crazy. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot that goes into this. I know Chet and I were heated for the good of good good half of this. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's go point by point, right? Okay. All right. So first, neo Nazis and white supremacists and uh white nationalists being compared to black lives matter oh no that's just ridiculous it's fucking stupid 
you're stupid if you believe that. Uh, you're you're not only stupid, but you're pro- part of the problem. Okay, so if if you think we're being hyperbolic by saying you're fucking stupid to even compare the two, just consider. Black Lives Matter, yes, they have some specific members that are more extreme, but as an organization, their goals are better police standards, you know, better accountability. We want better recognition of just some of the injustices that go on. We want police to be held accountable for their actions. That's Black Lives Matter. Neo-Nazis want a white ethno state. They want blacks and Hispanics and Jews and Asians out of here. Black Lives Matter has white members, plenty of them. You don't really see many black neo-Nazis. And another thing to note is if you're comparing the KKK or neo-Nazis to Black Lives Matter, let's let's go back and go through the history of each one of these organizations. (laughs) All right. So Black Lives Matter, what started like seven years ago or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere around seven years ago and have very little to no history of violence. Yes, there have been riots. Yeah. Yes, there has been an instance of a three people who may or may not have been mentally disabled torturing a young woman on Facebook Live. Which Black Lives Matter vehemently condemned. Yes. And, okay, so what? In seven years... Uh, Riots that have been okay. Let me let me also tell you something about riots. Yeah. Okay. So look, I've said this before. There are people who just want to go out and start trouble. Yeah. First and foremost, that's easy to say. Second, there have been proven cases, and I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, but there have been proven cases where somebody who supports the opposing side goes in and infiltrates whatever side a or side b or let's say they they secretly work for side b and they go infiltrate side a they go in and they just purposefully cause trouble right this is one of the things that was pretty uh common within occupy wall street yes and it's i believe they're called agent provocateurs yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, they go in and they just fuck shit up for people. Yeah, that's what that's that's literally a thing. So I you have can't seen discount that. I have seen footage of something like that. I forget what um, or, organization they were representing, but there was a guy who was like, "Yo, yo, let's flip this cop car," and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And they start they beat his ass <laughs> instead oh, of starting a riot. When like, you know, causing all this mayhem, they just beat the shit out of him and kicked him out. And then like, okay, we're good. We're good. All right, cool. Back to our peaceful protest. That's good. Well, I mean, not beating him up. Well, also, he had it coming. So another thing is that in the year of our Lord, 2017, it's difficult to say whether or not somebody who's causing trouble is genuinely supporting one idea or another. Yeah. And look, the reason why I can say that with some level of certainty in regards to the KKK, the neo-Nazis, white supremacists, or the white nationalists that went down to protest is because a good portion of them came with weapons. Yeah. You don't, you, if you're not looking to start trouble, look, it's one thing if you leave your house with a fucking pocket knife. Right, sure, protect yourself. But if you're coming out with a shield, a baton, a helmet, that means you're, you're probably looking for a fight. Yeah. If you have water balloons filled with bleach. Oh, yeah. Then it means you're looking for a fight. <laughs> if you have AR-15s and flak jackets. 
you're not being safe you're looking for a fight <sighs> yeah it's so it's, it's easy for me to say that neo-nazis and kkk are out there looking for a fucking fight yeah and they they know that their beliefs are so wildly unpopular they know that their beliefs are are way out on the fringe they're also gaining momentum but they know they're going to be met oh, with we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that yeah uh but they know they're going to be met with opposition they know that the people that are going to meet them face to face are probably justified in uh you know they feel strongly about their beliefs of yeah i was born here why should i leave or why do i deserve to die yeah 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 Oh, oh boy. And oh, I think that wraps up that portion. The next thing I want to get to is giving a platform to Nazis, white nationalists, and white supremacists. Oh, actually, before that, I want to go to Antifa. Yes, oh, people, yeah. people involved with Antifa are fucking ridiculous. So these are, these are the people that you see on Twitter that are constantly standing and stomping their feet saying, punch Nazis, fuck Nazis, punch them. That kind of shit. I mean, I do believe in punching Nazis, but you know. Okay, let me, <laughs> would, I'm not calling myself Antifa. So let, let's let's dissect that a little bit. Why do you agree with punching Nazis? It's American as apple pie. Okay, so <laughs> now, I I'm I'm not going to say that someone should have should be attacked literally just for their beliefs. I I don't agree with that. However, when your beliefs and what you espouse is directly in conflict with my existence now we have a problem yes but just because you have a problem doesn't mean you need to handle it by punching them in the face oh sure no and so one of the things that i'm 110 percent against is beating people up who don't share your political beliefs i'm fairly anti-violence as is mm. unless if of course you're being physically threatened or and this is and this is for rare instances when you're being physically threatened because I know a lot of people who believe they're being physically threatened when in fact nothing is happening. Yeah. So it, it takes a discerning type of person to be able to decide that. And look, I'm, I'm anti-political violence. If you want to go out and protest, go out and do your peaceful protest. But if you're looking to get into a fight with somebody on the street over your political beliefs, it's better that you just stay home and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't be barbaric about this period. If you, if you believe that when you leave your house to protest something that you're going to get in a fight over it, then it's probably better that you stay at home. Like period. Because yeah. if people don't understand that, like so many things can happen when you get into a fight with somebody. Yeah. Like there, there have been multiple instances where people have gotten into fights, got chin checked. And the first thing they hit the concrete is their fucking skull. Yeah. So you, there are a lot, or you could just get your teeth really fucked up. You could get your jaw fucked up. There are a lot of really bad things that can happen when you get into a fight. But if you believe that you're that, let me rephrase that because it's not even that if you believe that you're going to get into a fight, but if you don't believe in your ability to de-escalate a situation, then you probably shouldn't, you shouldn't be protesting. Yeah. And there, there are definitely people who will just keep trying to egg you on, but if you can't ignore it, then fucking stay home. Yeah. Period. God. 
I don't punching punching somebody that you disagree with politically is stupid because then I don't want to get beat up for anything that I might say that somebody might find politically disagreeable with. Like, let's say I I I don't support Nazism or neo-Nazis or white supremacists or white nationalism. I don't support any of that. I don't think that gives anybody the right to punch me in the face over it. And if you want to talk about like a, a person to person's arms race, I escalate things so fucking quickly. <laughs> period. You punch me in the face, I'm going to gut you. Yeah. Period. And this is, I have, I have self control to a limit. I don't typically leave the house with a weapon because it's not necessary. Right. And if. Oh, God, if it got to the point where I felt like I needed to leave the house with a weapon, I probably wouldn't leave the house that often. If you feel like you need to go anywhere with a weapon, we live in America in 20 fucking 17. Why the fuck do you need to carry a weapon with you? Because some people are insecure. They just, they're, they, I know some of them legitimately believe that they need to protect themselves. But I know a lot of them are just people that, you know, they want to be the hero. If, they, if they're, they're looking for an excuse to just brandish their weapon and just say, no, it's all right. I've got it under control. The last, that's another thing that I have another huge issue with. Every, not everybody, but there are people who want to be out here and be the hero, which is a weird fucking concept to me. Yeah. If something happens somewhere, the first thing you need to be concerned with as a human fucking being is leaving. Period. You don't, you know, you're not going to get into a shootout with people. Because in in terms of video games, if I were to liken this to a video game, it's far less GTA and far more like PUBG. You're yeah. not going to see where the shot is coming from. And when you get hit, you're done. Yeah. That's what real life is closer to. You can. Yeah. You might be able to shoot one person. But that one shot that you fire, especially if you miss, what happens if you hit somebody in the crowd? Right. What, like what then? These Yeah. These are really crowded areas. There's a lot more chance you're going to hit someone other than your intended target. Yes. There's a, there, it doesn't make sense to me. So, yes, sure, carry a fucking pistol with you. Sure, do that. But make sure when something actually happens, oh, yes, there are rare instances where somebody with a gun, the quote-unquote good guy with the gun, has managed to stop things from happening. But it's super unlikely. A lot of those stories of good guys with guns wouldn't even happen if there weren't bad guys with guns. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of those bad guys with guns aren't even really bad guys. They just happen to be having a shitty nuts. day, or they're just yeah, or they're just crazy and have no business having one in the first place. But that's another that's another yeah. discussion entirely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm completely anti political violence. Another thing that I'm against is giving anybody with these fringe beliefs a platform yeah now when i say giving somebody i'm not saying take away their ability to espouse these ideas on things like the street corner or whatever sure but when it comes to something like twitter or facebook or youtube or any of those platforms or even speaking at universities right yeah if it, it would be different if there's an audience for it at a university but just because you have access to a platform such as twitter facebook or youtube doesn't mean that that gives you 
free reign to say whatever the fuck you want on these platforms. It, it would be the way that I look at it is each website is like somebody's house. Each house has house rules. Yeah. If you break the house rules, you don't expect to stay there. <sighs> Period. That, 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 every time someone gets banned off of Twitter and someone's like, oh, my free speech, all oh, my First Amendment, like, dude. It's not free speech. It's a private website. Exactly. What do you expect? Exactly. And you, the, the, it's really strange because there are people who are out there that are uh, habitual line steppers. Yeah. As, as Dave Chappelle once put in one of his <laughs> yeah. sketches, he's a habitual line step, stepper. I believe it was Charlie Murphy in yeah. reference to Rick James. Yeah. The, there are people out there that just like to press things. Yeah. And it's just like, dog, if you press it so much, you know they're going to clap back at you. Like, the period. What, what the are fuck you do doing? Expect? Exactly. It's really strange behavior to me. Well, I didn't expect them to actually kick me off the platform. And it's like, a, and a lot of these cats complain about this shit. They, they complain about people making themselves a victim to get more money, to get more attention. Yeah. And when in reality, they're doing the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, I hate that one. I yeah. hate that one so much. So, I saw I saw some people got really pissed off because Discord made an announcement that they were they disbanded the alt right channel mm-hmm. on Discord, and I know a guy who's like, oh, I'm not a Trump supporter, you know, I just you know, I'm just trying to keep my head on straight, and and he, he's posting this thing about like, oh, I I I don't know what I'm gonna use now that Discord's gone, <laughs> mumble. Team speak, fucking anything else. If you hate your Skype, if you hate these guys so much for quote virtue signaling by making an announcement that they disband disbanded the alt right channel, if you're that upset about it, just fucking leave. And this dude's Filipino. Like, why is he so upset? <laughs> Another thing. Oh, to continue not giving these people a platform. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to speak no that's not what i'm saying at all what i'm saying is don't give them news coverage don't i mean it's up to each individual platform but if you deem it necessary to ban certain people from a platform then don't fucking feel bad about it one of the one of the best things that the uh the patreon ceo ever did was come out and explain why they banned lauren southern and uh some other group I'm but not actually familiar with Lauren Southern. She's a pretty white woman that waves the alt-right flag mm. and makes a bunch of dumbass videos on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> but essentially what what they said was the reason for banning her, which makes a whole lot of fucking sense, is that they have a policy where, or in their terms of service, there are things that you can't do. Mm-hmm. And putting people's lives in danger is one of those things. Ah. And she was on video putting people's lives in danger and essentially they were just like we're not having it dude sorry you gotta go and then the other group they banned was like pouring cement over over uh rails um train rails oh tracks train tracks yeah okay and basically making it so trains couldn't go through and they were calling uh like conductors or whatever train stations and letting them know that they poured cement over the tracks which is hilariously dangerous and could actually kill people yeah i don't know why the fuck they were doing it 
What but the fuck? <laughs> they banned them as well. And it was just like, yeah, you t- you guys got banned. You're, you're more than welcome to exercise your right to free speech. But Jesus fucking Christ, when you're doing dumb shit like stopping boats full of people who almost drowned trying to illegally come over to a different country. And when you're pouring cement over train tracks to prevent them from getting wherever they're fucking going. That then yes, you shouldn't have a platform. Yeah, for real. Fucking Christ. That's that's literal terrorism. That's terrorism. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah, just because we're not brown, we're not terrorists. Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. Uh, So look, I'm not saying don't give them a platform, but nobody should expect a platform on any website or anything or any university or anything of that nature. You're not unless at the university there's an audience and there's an actual demand from students for it. Yeah, but you're not entitled to to any of these platforms. You're not entitled to be on the news. You're not entitled to be on Facebook. You're not entitled to, to have web hosting in the U.S. The Daily Stormer got. 86th out of the u.s yeah and that was what they did was fucked up oh yeah okay so if 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 you aren't familiar with what happened with the daily stormer they got a 24-hour shutdown notice from godaddy who was their host and then some of the members of the website posted basically a fake threat from anonymous basically saying like oh we saw what you did to the jews and we're not going to take it you have 24 hours to get your your act together and then we're coming for you and anonymous and like anybody from 4chan was like the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) and then some people did some digging around and then they found out that yeah GoDaddy gave them a a 24-hour notice of yeah getting the fuck out of here and then, then they tried to move their stuff to Google. Google said, fuck you. And then they tried to move their stuff to Amazon. Like, no one would take them. So they eventually got hosting out in Russia. Nice. And hey, much to everyone's surprise, it's Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why they were taken down from GoDaddy was because among, I'm sure, other things that they posted in the past, the last straw was posting an article about Heather who had died over the weekend, calling her a, uh, what was it? They called her like a fat slut or something like that. And they said that they were glad she was dead because she put a strain on the system or something like that. Like something fucking completely absurd. Yeah. And like, it's not a joke. It's not funny. I am not one to shy away from poorly timed offensive jokes. Like if you if you made Hurricane Katrina jokes while it was happening, it it can be definitely in poor taste, but it can be funny. If you're out here making jokes about Heather Hair, you're a piece of shit. Like, yo, real talk, fuck you. Yeah. She's not a celebrity, she's not a public figure or she wasn't a public figure. She was just a normal person. Yeah. And she was trying to protest, like trying to speak her mind. And then some fucking weirdo. Yeah. And this is another thing that's really fucking pissing me off. Somebody was saying like, oh, the guy who ran his car into all those people on the street, you could see that his car was being attacked prior to driving driving it into the crowd. It's just like, what? Are you telling me that on that street, he couldn't just reverse? Right. He saw, like, if you look through your windshield, you can look down the road and see a bunch of people in the street. You can see cars in front of you. What would keep you from reversing your car? And you have to be going 
very quickly and very uh, deliberately. He hit 19 people and killed one of them. Or he killed, he injured 19 other people. So he hit at least 20 people with his car. You gotta be plowing through a crowd to do that. Yeah. Like this was intentional. Don't justify this. Don't you fucking try it. It's really fucking weird. Ugh. Anyway, people are fucking stupid. Yeah, it's madness, man. It's really fucking weird, man. Really weird. But one thing I will say is good that is coming out of this is that you finally have some conservatives that are actually saying, all right, look, y'all need to fucking chill. This is not cool. This is not what America is about. You finally have that happening. But there's still people trying to justify it. So, you know, it's... (laughs) With the exception of the president. Yeah. The fuck was that? He makes one weak ass, there's many sides to this issue. And then on Monday, he, he finally like, okay, okay, now I'm going to give the actual teleprompter speech and then rolls it back the next day. Like, what the fuck, dude? It was really fucking weird. And then he comes up with the alt-left. The alt-left. Alt-left. Antifa. He probably doesn't even know what what would be contained within the alt-left. Yeah. He, he probably know. has no fucking idea. He's nah. just saying things. Oh, there's an alt-right. There's got to well, be an alt-left. There's got to be. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? No. No, that's not how this fucking works. Oh, fuck it. <sighs> yeah. He's such an idiot. And if you cape for him, you're fucking dumb. I was I was in the realm of saying, like, okay, let's give him a chance. I I figured, look, what could be the worst he can do? And he far exceeded my expectations. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, hey, like, he's not going to be able to get anything done. And he hasn't. But he's fucking sure as fuck damaged a lot of relationships that America has built over the years. The only thing I can, the only solace I can take in this presidency is that he will be looked at for centuries as the worst leader in American history. And you can quote me on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll be feeling the repercussions of this presidency for the next 20 years. At least yeah. it's it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. And it's so weird. It's people are so fucking stupid, man. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get why there aren't more people that are disillusioned with him now. Like I get it. You voted for him. You wanted to be right. You were wrong. It happens. Like there are some things that I really didn't care for about Obama, and I will admit to his faults. Overall, he was still fine, but. This is unprecedented. This is ridiculous. This man is made up of nothing but faults. <sighs> yeah. It's really fucking weird, man. It's, it's, he doesn't, he hardly even does his own job. Yeah. That's the, that's the weirdest part to <laughs> yeah. me. It's like he's, he's hardly does what he's supposed to do. I don't get how someone who does so little can cause so much destruction. It's because of the people he's hired. Yeah. Yeah. Jefferson God. Beauregard Sessions, the third. Fuck him. Fuck him hard. Ah, uh, man. This has been a very politically charged episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, been, it's been a hell of a week. Yeah. Well, if we're probably, if you took offense to any of that, that's on you. Yep. Yeah. Suck oh, a dick. here's another thing that really fucking annoys me, man. It's the, the people who are just like, you lost, get over it, but want to keep up these Confederate statues. Right. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with right? you? They lost a very long time ago, dog. Get, Get over, over it. it. So fucking weird, man. Yeah. Such a... Uh, God. And then one thing that I want to state clearly, just in case anybody had it fucked up, 
doxing people is not all right. Putting putting people's information out online, regardless of their political reviews, is not all right. It was different maybe 10 or 15 years ago when the internet wasn't a fucking machine chugging along and would go out and fuck up people's lives and their families' lives. But it's at this point, there's nothing good that comes out of doxing somebody. I mean... If you're if you're a certain type of person, you'll look at what's been done and you'll be very excited that a Nazi no longer has a job. And it's up to the employer to decide whether or not they want a Nazi having yeah. a job. It's not up to you to keep calling their parents or keep calling them or keep calling their friends or keep calling anybody that they know. Yeah. It's, I, that's not your job. That's that's not all right. You're you're crossing a line here. I will say, however, there was one one thing that I did see was that they there were photos of people, you know, beating the shit out of this dude and they got clear angles of these guys and it's very clearly them and they said get these men arrested. And some of them have been and i will say that's that's, that's where that's fine where, that's where i say it's cool that's but, that's perfectly fine but, because that information is going to the authorities right not you're calling up their parents and their employers and their schools and there's no need to drag other people into it yeah get the police involved sure but anything beyond that now you're just being ridiculous and also i want to touch on that guy that took the photo like, look, I understand that there's, like, a crowd of people going on over there, but you couldn't try to de-escalate the situation, dude. Just yeah. stood there and took a fucking picture. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. there are there just to be photographers. You can't just... You couldn't even get a clear picture of all their faces, so it would be fucking useful. Right, yeah. Dog, come on. What are you doing? Fucking get out of here, man. <laughs> that's, that's that shit that really pisses me off. Like, quote-unquote journalists who don't want to get involved with what's going on. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm just here to report. I can't get involved. Like, yeah. look, this person's getting the shit kicked out of them. You really don't think that there's anything that you could do to de-escalate the situation? Right. I mean, that, that's like the, the pinnacle of bystander effect. Yeah. That's why you got to point at them. The, this is what I learned from my sister when she was going to college. She, uh, one of the things that they tell you in like if you're being physically assaulted on the street there are people passing by you have to point at somebody right and say you help me right and then somebody will be more likely to help you out right because you, you're putting responsibility on them yeah. instead of letting them say oh well someone will take care of it or like if you yell someone call 911 no one's gonna do it because they everyone will assume someone else will do it yeah Every yeah. once in a while, there are people who, who spring into action, but you can't make that assumption. Never. <sighs> Anything else, chat? I'm sure there's plenty more, but yeah. we'll get to that as it comes up. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to hear about something next week. I'm certain. So we're going to move on to questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Shout outs to the to that bot account that posted the fucking InfoWars video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I responded before I even looked into the user. I didn't recognize him, obviously, but yeah, it you just post like various conservative videos on any subreddit. There was like stuff posted on on R it's like just cute shit and then he's like hey did you know that Antifa was subverting like Yeah. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I'm going to delete the post. Uh, one thing that I will not ever fucking allow for the life of me on that subreddit going forward, any videos of InfoWars. That's, yeah, that's a fair policy. It's got to be a pretty solid 10 out of 10 meme for me to keep up there. <laughs> it's like Alex Jones freaks out. Like, I'm not even, I've seen all those. I've yeah, seen all right. of them. They're just not even funny anymore. It's got to be a solid 10 out of 10 meme for me to keep it up there. I will, I the, my one argument to leave it there is that i tore that video apart <laughs> that okay. video didn't stand a chance <laughs> that's fair all right well, i mean what you could do is delete the no nah, forget about it it's not, it, just leave it and just leave, leave it there as an example okay all right sure 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 the uh first question comes from spirit fury fire he says hey denzel fuck ipas on that subject, though, what's your opinion on wheat slash white beers? They tend to be what I go for. Also, what's the dumbest thing each of you has seen the other do? Also, this is an awesome podcast. Thank you, Spirit Fire Fury. Fury Fire? Your Spirit Fury Fire? Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, as far as beers go, wheat and white beers, I really fuck with a wheat or yeah. white beer yeah. uh, they're delicious they're very light uh that's what we drink on some of the power hours that we've done yep. i think all three of them have had wheat beers i think so yeah yeah so those uh, they're very good i like them a lot i enjoy them and as far as like the dumbest thing we've seen each other do <laughs> i don't even know i, I feel like if we really remembered everything ever yours would probably like the, my dumbest thing would probably be a lot dumber than yours. Yeah, because I rarely get caught slipping in the streets. Yeah, rarely. Yeah, and I'd be caught slipping with X amount of people. Maybe I. Do you have a dumbest thing that you'd want to admit to? No, that was not the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess one of the I I. It's not the dumbest thing I've ever done, but one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever done was I was hanging out with a girl who looked like Justin Bieber at a hotel during AX in 2012, maybe 2011. And we were in the lobby drunk as shit singing baby. <laughs> it, it was, it was real bad. We actually, uh, security came over and said, if you guys don't quiet down, we're going to kick you out. <laughs> so beautiful. Yep. Let's just pretend I saw that. And that was me telling that <laughs> <laughs> juice. Campbell says, sup fellas. One simple question this week. Denzel, you've convinced me to finally buy PUBG through all of your awesome moments streaming it and talking about it during the podcast. Do you have any tips for newcomers? Do you have anything persuasive to say for people like myself who were on the fence about buying the game for a while? Keep up the good work. Thank you, Juice. Uh, so the way that I answered this initially was uh, something that will help you immediately and it's going to high traffic areas in the game such as the school or the military base and you just go there and you pick fights. You pick fights to get used to the controls and then you shoot people up and yeah, you get a better handle on the controls. And eventually, as you make it out of the school or the military base alive, you'll have the opportunity to kind of just live during yeah. the game and yeah. make it further and further. When you actually know how to how to fight someone, then you have a chance of 
actually getting somewhere in the game instead of just hiding out and camping because then you're just wasting your time because you're just going to get murked as soon as someone comes across yeah as far as anything persuasive to say uh there's not i mean like if you like the the thing is like i can't really persuade anybody into it because it's difficult yeah it's also it also plays pretty differently from a lot of other shooters like your skill set in overwatch isn't gonna help much here no not at all it's the thing is there's there's something about the game that i really fucking like in the very beginning of it where it's literally just drop into the school and you murder a bunch of people (laughs) after that for the next like 20 minutes up until like you're maybe the last five people there it's really kind of boring for me but i think that's for everybody especially if you're all kitted out so you have to go out and you hunt people down right that's that's one of the more fun parts hunting people down and killing them deadliest prey yeah deadliest game deadliest game that's the one yeah yeah Kokenin says, Wanted was a dog shit movie. Do you know what makes it an even worse movie, though? Reading the comic and wondering why the fuck they would change everything. They couldn't have strayed further from the source material, and it was absolutely a worse movie for it. I'm not usually the kind of guy who gets upset about creative changes, but they turned a great comic into something completely unrecognizable. Go read it. Then get even more mad about how bad Wanted was. You guys don't strike me as the kind of people who would stick their noses up at adaptations, but are there any that you feel just got it completely wrong? It can be anything adapted into another thing. Games into movies, movies into TV shows, Avatar into M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's hands. There's a lot of bad adaptations. More bad than good. Yeah, definitely. Did Death Note come out yet? Not yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to say, look, although I do really adore the movie, I think the original Judge Dredd was just a horrible adaptation. <laughs> yeah. It was really fucking bad in terms of that. And any like most video game movies are fucking terrible. I, I mean, The Legend of Chun-Li was, that was a... Oh boy! I mean, for one, it was a terrible adaptation. But that was a fucking awful movie. On top of that, yeah, it like, was so bad. That was terrible. The spinning bird kick at the end. Oh my! With the God. necklace. Yeah, with the that, necklace. That Holy was shit. so stupid. That movie was so bad. That movie was awful. But so was the King of Fighters movie that came out around the same time. I mean, which one is better though? I want to say the King of Fighters one. Is. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I only I I didn't sit through the whole thing because it was really fucking bad. Yeah, really fucking terrible. I would say there was also a Tekken movie that came out a little bit after that. That was probably the best of the three. It also, wasn't good, but it was probably the best of the three. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. I, I, Dragon Ball Evolution was fucking horrible as well. Dog shit. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's a. I would say like maybe seven out of every ten adaptations is bad. I would probably say seven out of ten are like not even close, and then two out of the ten are good. With that one out of one out of ten being a like faithful, just bad. Okay, that's fair. Something like that. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, 
So with the success of Hearthstone, why do you think the WoW TCG failed so horribly? I fucked around heavy with WoW back in the day and there was a huge draw when the TCG initially dropped. That's the trading card game. For most, most of the hype was for the cards that could be redeemed for special in-game items. I remember Spectral Tiger Warmounts selling for over $400 easy. Of course, the game may have just failed because it played like garbage from what I could tell. Way too many card interactions. Each hero had to be slotted with gear, just like the game. And then you had to keep track of each gear mechanic. There was a failed minis game too, but once again, a big flop. It's kind of a shame, but realistically, I think people just bought the minis as decorations once they were pre-painted, essentially becoming a, a, a WoW-themed hero clicks. If you can find a cool property to do a redemption tie-in with, you'd be set. Put your own money at that point. Yeah, you know, I the WoW TCG definitely caught some traction early, but it, it went nowhere fast. Yeah, I want to say it was, timing is a big factor. Definitely. Um, I, it was what, like 2007 to 2010 with Wizards of the Coast and then 2010 to 2013 with some other company? Uh, that's more than I would know. <laughs> uh, I think 2013 is when they stopped printing the game or stopped making it or mm-hmm. supporting it. But I think that had it just even waited two years later and come out on tablets, it would be doing just fine. Yeah, for sure. Like paper card games, they're expensive to make. It's hard to find a niche for it. Like the only card game that I can think of after Yu-Gi-Oh that had any sort of success was uh, Weiss Schwartz. That's um, it's, it's an anime crossover trading card game. I don't know how it plays at all. I just know that it has this, a pretty big market because it's a huge anime crossover. You've got Love Live, you've got Idolmaster, you've got fucking any anime you can name, especially ones that are like more cute girl centric they're all they're in white shorts so that's that's really their draw i don't even know how the game plays but apparently it's pretty good but that's the only paper card game that i can think of after Yu-Gi-Oh that has had any actual success everything else is just digital which is and hearthstone was one of the first digital only card games that really did well and that just started this whole new market really I think one of the best things that Blizzard does is learn from their mistakes. That's for sure. They have the money to do it. So I'm sure a lot of the WoW TCG went into Hearthstone. I'm sure of it. And they they were probably able to capitalize on it very well by making it something that wasn't strictly WoW related. Yeah, that's that's one thing that it's kind of funny. I like the lore in hearthstone better than in wow because they can just throw shit out and just do whatever they want like they had the one night in karazhan adventure and karazhan you know it's it's um that's the wizard place and they had medivh as as this character but it was a party in his tower so medivh is this very serious character but he's just like nah man we're here to party tonight and that, that was funny to me and can't do that in wow all right so we got an email in from zalora she says yo it's your girl coming in with a read the manga segment 
So Chet has every right to rag on Saikano because the anime was trash. It was a rushed version of the story, but that really does make it exactly as lame as Chet described it. But I love the manga and I recommend it to anyone out there to read. It translated better as a manga because it was way more hyper zoomed in on the two main characters and it was written as a focused love story. There was more emotions between the two and the struggles since she starts having issues of knowing if she's even human or not. If you liked Oyasumi Poon Poon, you might also like this. Also, a big point that I got to correct you on is that Chise is the only weaponized girl, labeling her as the last chance of Japan's survival and thus half the plot. You guys are great as always. Stay awesome. Peace. Well, I appreciate the, the hot correction on, on Chise being one of many. Instead, she's the one and only. Yeah, uh, I, I have heard from a couple of people that the manga was actually pretty good. I find that hard to believe. I, yeah, I ha- I'm reticent to read it in the first place because I really didn't like the art and uh, knowing the story ah, just left a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I, don't, I can't do that. Fair enough. But... For anyone who was curious about this story and wants to see a better adaptation about it, there you go. Check out the manga. There are definitely some bad adaptations of manga to anime out there. So, yeah. 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 There definitely are. All right. So, uh, voicemails. Voicemails. Yo, this is Dr. Jersey calling in. And the D stands for doing the. The Yu-Gi-Oh community dirge today. Well, you see, the thing is, in the Yu-Gi-Oh community, a lot of us are broke, poor people who live in inner city. And so when we go to tournament, there's a lot of white kids there. And so they tend to be bitches. And that's why shit gets stolen a lot. <laughs> and they usually have a good shit. So yeah, a lot of the cards you guys mentioned, that's called Face Typhoon and Dark Hole. Those cards are no longer banned, just usable. But they're not as good as they used to be. Just to show you how much power creep is. Oh, destroying everything on the field, on both people's side of the field? Not that good. But keep up the good work. Talk to you guys later. And, uh, I'm going to use your talk. See, what's funny about that to me about you saying that it was just the inner city kids that were doing the stealing is that like the the shop I went to was in like Scripps Ranch, which is a pretty wealthy area. And I'm sure, yeah, plenty of the kids there weren't of money, but I'm sure a lot of them were. And yet they were still stealing shit like from the shop, from each other, you know, whatever. And I, I, I know shoplifting and stealing isn't just a money thing, but... I don't get how it's so widespread, you know, just like across the Yu-Gi-Oh fan base on all accounts. I, I don't get it, but. Hey, yo, so, uh, Chet, uh, so I kind of have the opposite opinion of what you said about uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I just kind of thought it was dumb that it was like there was really no point to having different characters. And, and same with Final Fantasy VII, like, all, all that matters is the characters are just spots to put your materia, or in the case of Final Fantasy VIII, it's like your your guardian force and uh, you junction magic to them. It's like uh, there's no point in picking, like there's an objectively the best party. Like, of course I'm going to have Squall 
in the in the final battle because he literally cannot miss. So like, I don't know. It's just I think it's dumb because it's not like there's any benefit in playing in di- as different characters. Like there there's nothing that it's not like it's rewarding a different play style. It's just like there's an objective to the best part. It's like why would I play as any of the other characters uh, if they're just they're just worse? It's like employing a woman or a black person as an engineer or a junior. Yeah. But for real, like, I don't know, I just thought that was dumb that it's like there's there's just one party that you should pick and and it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's all I'd say about that. But um, so I also I have this idea of like for, for reviewing things. I, I think they should get rid of um scores, right? There should never be scores, like, never be ratings, like, no A minus, whatever bullshit. It should all just be like, this movie is worth watching for these reasons, and it's not worth watching for these reasons. Because everybody has different tastes, and to one person, a shitty movie is a great movie. So, it doesn't make sense to give it letter grades, because it's it's an objective thing. So, it's like, if you're into this thing, then you'll like this movie. If you're not, if you're into these things, you probably won't like this movie. And, and a great example I can give is the movie Commando, because Commando is one of the best movies ever made, but it's also one of the worst movies ever made. Because it's just, it's fucking stupid, but that's what makes it awesome. But it's also a shitty movie. So you know what I'm saying? So they, they need to make it more about just like what, what, what is, what are the components of the movie and why you want to watch it. Or why you wouldn't want to watch it, but no one gives a fuck, so it's never gonna happen. All right, peace. <laughs> that's yeah, a, that seems like a good way to review a movie. But it, I mean, that's only if you want to take the time and actually read people's opinions, though, or like leave your opinion. You know, it, it becomes more of a Yelp review. Yeah, at that point, which you know, you, if you really want to have someone's opinion on the movie, yeah, read what people are actually saying about it. Instead of just okay, what's what's the tomato meter at? But yeah, no one no one has time for that. They just see like, oh, it's got a twenty on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie sucks, and you know they move right along. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is fucking stupid. Anyway, I was watching a Red Letter Media video that they did today, and it's really weird. Uh, and this is only one thing that was in the video that caught my attention, but. A three out of five was considered both fresh and rotten. Oh, what? Yeah, there were two two reviews stacked next to each other, and essentially, it was one was a three out of five that was fresh, and the other one was a three out of five that was rotten. All right, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, right. Super, super, super sensical. Yeah. No. Oh, but on the on the Final Fantasy bit, I agree. And that is one of my gripes with Final Fantasy VII and VIII. The only things that separate the characters are very minor base stat differences, which will be mitigated with levels, and the limit breaks. So in Final Fantasy VIII, objectively, the best team is Squall, Zell, Irvine. Zell has the highest damage output out of any character, easily. You just got to know how to do it. Irvine... It falls behind Squall, but it's way better than Quistus, a lot better than Selfie, and Renoa sucks. So, yeah, there's really no argument 
but with that said, I still think the the system of it is cool, just the customizability. But you definitely have a valid point. Hey, Alert Hours Cast. Uh, this is a new viewer. I've been listening to your podcast for a while ever since I heard you talked about it on the Big Show, and that's after hearing it from the Greatest Problem. So it's been a while. But you guys are kicking ass on the podcast. I've just now started listening to it and catching up, and. Just to ask a question, uh, Chet said that he was talking about playing Magic the Gathering by Crack Addiction. So I was wondering, do you ever play uh, Commander EDH or any other casual format? Yeah, that's about it. Have a nice day, guys. Take care. Hey, yo, uh, first time, long time. I'm just going to hang up and listen real quick. <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, glad to get new fans always. But uh, yeah, I, I actually do play EDH. I shit i was on that train early like before the commander sets came out i i haven't made any new decks in a bit but my shop was really fucking competitive and that kind of sucked the fun out of it because like look i know you can turn your entire deck over by playing one primal surge that you played on turn two that you tutored up like i know you can do that but i i don't want to sit here and watch you masturbate all over the decks so I like to play like really, since it's a casual format, I take it very casually. Like I play hug box decks, you know, I, I play very balanced, you know, everyone draws a bunch of cards kind of decks, but that's not my win condition style things. I do have some competitive ones where I have a uh, Sek Kuar deck, it's a Jund, where I just jammed as many infinites into one deck as I could. And it was undefeated for a very long time, just as a giant middle finger to everyone else. So, yeah, yeah, I fuck with EDH. All right. Our last voicemail was from Willard TK, aspiring country music artist. Aspiring country music artist. He decided to embark on some performance art and left four minutes of voicemail for us. It was it was a journey. Uh, basically, his question was... Um, what do we think of Lupe Fiasco uh, and his transition into wokeness? I mean, he started out pretty woke, even so. He just he just went from conscious to preachy. Yeah, yeah. I was never a huge fan of his music. There were some songs. I mean, around 2005, when Kick Push came out, his first and second albums, I think, had his best music on him. Yeah, most people are are in agreement for that. But his early mixtapes were fucking dope too. Yo, Lupe the Killer yes. is my jam. Yeah, Lupe the Killer off of the first and fifteenth mixtape, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, or well, whatever. It was one of his early mixtapes. I remember I heard that song for the first time uh, around when YouTube first started. I don't remember if it was something that came out of um fuck what was it either a basketball mixtape or a skate tape mm -hmm. one of those two i heard the song for the very first time it was fuck it's a great song yeah anyway yeah i mean we, we both like lupe uh it, it's funny that you cited lasers as the album that you like because most people really didn't care for that album i thought it had some good stuff but i didn't you know i didn't really think much of it yeah, we didn't really compare it to his first two albums, in my opinion. I've never listened to it. That that's 
he's got that one song with Trey songs on it that was pretty popular and I, I really like that one I don't remember what else was on that album I, they kind of blur, <laughs> they blur together with me like I li- I could have named the entire album at the time just that was years ago yeah so fair enough all right, well, yeah. thanks, everybody, for your calls. You can give us a ring at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. If you want to contact us on the subreddit, you can feel free to do so at realnerdhours.reddit.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent! You can support the show on Patreon at Patreon.com slash RealNerdHours. Uh, we're working on some new shit for next month. Chia. So hopefully, hopefully some cool shit will be coming out next month. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you next Thursday. Y'all have a good day.